Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Molly Cahill. Molly is an Instagram expert and a marketing coach. Molly actually is an accidental entrepreneur. When she became friends with her chiropractor, she was asked if she could help with her Instagram, and the rest was history. She now teaches health and wellness pros how to leverage Instagram in a way that works for their schedule without obsessing over likes, comments, and follower counts through her program, The Holistic Marketing Hub. So I loved my conversation. We aligned on many, many things, especially holistic wellness and really doing things that light you up and that you feel aligned with. So in this episode, she teaches us how we can incorporate ways to optimize the channel that are still feeling good for our personality and how to share our personality. So she gives a ton of tips. So definitely listen to the end. This is a very practical episode. So you're gonna wanna have your pen and paper ready so you can leverage your Instagram today. Enjoy. Hey, Molly, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hi, Casey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in with you and talk about all things Instagram and geek out on some marketing strategies. So let's dive in. How did you choose Instagram as the platform that you were going to master? I didn't choose it. It chose me. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I, my background is in outside sales and I was in medical sales and I quit my job when I was pregnant with my daughter. It's a whole long story, but I became friends with my chiropractor and I wanted to get back to work, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. She said, do you want to run my Instagram account? And I was like, sure. At the time I had a personal Instagram and I I posted on it like very infrequently and knew nothing about it, but I literally learned trial by fire. Um, She didn't pay me. We just traded for adjustments and then word got out and then I ended up loving it. I love the personal connection that Instagram gives you, you know, you know this, in 2021, people just don't want to do business with a faceless, nameless logo business. They want to do business with a human. And when every single market is super saturated, like nothing anybody does is unique. (laughs) It's like, what makes you stand out? What makes you you? And Instagram is such a beautiful platform for showcasing that. And that's why I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Why is it superior to say Facebook or LinkedIn? I wouldn't say it's necessarily superior per se. I think it is all based on, and I'm sure this is something you teach in your coaching. It's what you enjoy. If you hate Instagram and love LinkedIn, then cool, then do that. I just happen to love Instagram. I like it better than Facebook because to me, Facebook has just got too many features. Mm -hmm. There's just too many things you can do. Instagram is more mobile friendly. It's designed to be more mobile friendly and more people are on their devices or I I guess I should say more people check social media on their mobile than they do on a desktop computer or laptop. So I just think Instagram is just such an easy, and I love the visual, like the visual aspect of it. 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because when you said about the distractions or that's how my mind heard Facebook with all the options, more options equals more distractions. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, even I'll go on and be like, what am I here for again? Like, oh yeah, (laughs) I I meant to go and check my group. Like, but you can easily get sidetracked with like someone selling a picnic table and then like, you know, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's, it is, it's crazy. And I am more focused on Instagram and funny enough. And I was on your site looking at some stats and the one that jumped out at me is like people are shopping on Mm -hmm. Instagram and it's like, oh yeah, I've purchased several things through that app. I've not made one purchase on other apps, including Pinterest. So it is really interesting. And I do think that the visual nowadays, like we're craving that eye candy, like we're craving that continuity too. I don't know. I, when I see like a really pulled together Instagram feed, like I can just, it's relaxing. It's like, I give so much credit to the designer, you know, the person who's, who's uploading the stuff that it's got this continuity feeling that it's on brand. So that brings me to the question. Like, do you think it's important that we as entrepreneurs as, as solopreneurs that we curate our own content? I love this question. I'm going to try to keep it short because I could talk about just this question for the whole 30 minutes. So when you say curate your own content, do you mean don't outsource it to someone else or? Okay. So I'll answer that first. So I also have an agency side of my business where I manage people's accounts and the business owners who have completely left the picture, their stats are pretty, I mean, we're able to get them some growth, but I mean, I can only pretend to be you for so long, (laughs) you know? So the people who are still showing their face on camera, you can still outsource your social media. Absolutely. Especially if you hate it and it's not in your zone of genius and it's something that really sucks the energy out of you, then by all means outsource what you can, but you still need to be every once in a while popping in, showing your face on stories, doing a reel that has you showing your face, using a photo that's not one of your brand like professional. I I mean, I love professional brand photos, like you said but you need to pop in those iPhone camera photos. That's what really gives your account life and be like, oh, she's here. On that same topic, I hate overly curated. Like I like it to be on brand, like you said, but I hate it when it's so planned out and so perfect that you're missing the you, you're missing the essence. Like where, where's Casey? She's not here with me. You know, people aren't going to interact with your stories if all you use is Canva templates, for example, because they're like, wait, she's not here with us. I think that's two really important things to talk about. It is. And I want to pause you there because I think this is such an important point. It actually just came up in a discovery call that I was having with a prospective client today. And one of her issues was overly curated content and perfectionism. And it was like, just whip out your phone. Like they want to see that authentic quality. So I'm curious from your standpoint, Like, how do we get over wanting to have it be extra glossy and beautiful and like just real perfect when really that's shooting (laughs) ourselves in the foot like we've talked about, but how do we get over those little gremlins? It really just depends on your business. So I would say, first of all, if you're in the design business or the photography business, then of course, give yourself permission to not obsess over it, but give yourself permission to spend that extra time on making sure everything looks good or whatever. But If you're not in one of those types, I say done is better than perfect. And the mantra that I'm always, always, always teaching my students is we're striving for imperfect action. You can always delete something. You can always delete it. It's fine. And I've done that recently with reels. I saw the face you made when I brought up reels. (laughs) 
I'm like, you know what? Make real. You're going to hate this. The first five, you're going to want to throw your phone. The first 10, you might want to throw your phone. That's okay. Like just do it. Show up. Like I said, you'll be shocked at the photo I have that's gone the most viral is just literally a snapshot of my daughter when she was five months old with like all her rolls, all her baby chubby glory. Oh, how cute. Um, Yeah. So I don't think everything should be that kind of like the raw. I mean, you do need to have some of the polish just to show you're professional, but I do like a mix, a healthy mix of both. And I'm not saying use a blurry photo or something that's like totally off brand colors or something like that or dark, but you do. It's called Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And you were perceptive to see my face on reels because I was chuckling <laughs> to myself. One of my questions was if the thought of doing reels makes you want to hide, what's your advice? <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you want to go scroll back on my reels, it's Molly A. Cahill on, on Instagram. You'll see one. I have a bag over my head. <laughs> That's the cover image. And this is super common. There are so many things you can do without showing your face. I work with a lot of health and wellness professionals. Awesome. And let's say you really like supplements. Easy way to break through that, like, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared to show my face on reels is just to line up your three favorite supplements on the countertop, film those three and say, here are my three favorite supplements. And then cut to another video where you're just holding the first one and your camera is on that first one. I like this multivitamin and then skip to the next. You don't have to show your face. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because, you know, I've gone back and forth between the idea of if your ex fill in the blank with your label, then it should look like why, and you should be wildly unapologetically you. And it's really interesting because that's like a hard little, you know, balance sometimes. And sometimes I'll see other business coaches and they're like doing the dance in a sparkly tank top and pointing to all the, you know, labels. And I'm like, yeah, that's never going to be me. Like, and so, and I guess, you know, what I'm hearing you say is do what's comfortable, do what works for you and your personality. Mm -hmm. Go yep. outside your comfort zone a little bit, but still like go and do. You don't want somebody to be like, that doesn't seem like Casey at all. Or that's not the Casey I know. The worst thing that could happen is somebody could, you know, hop on a discovery call with you on Zoom and go, oh, this is not at all what I thought you were like based on your Instagram. Yeah. So you need to try if you're not the one to be doing the dances and doing all that stuff and don't do it. And often we forget that I don't need real music is not a part of the picture with reels. In my opinion, to me, just forget the music exists. Use your voice, treat it just like a little snippet. This is how we consume content in 2021 is these short little snippets. Even YouTube now has YouTube shorts. If you've seen those and if you can give away just some tips in these little snippets, I love, I call it my three things framework. Here are the three reasons women hire me, blah, blah, blah. Done. There's your reel has to be super simple. That's awesome. I love that. It makes it so doable. It takes away this stigma that you've got to be, you know, like all the things and you can just stay exactly who you are. That's what you want to do. So thank you for that. I'm hoping you can demystify a few other things that we might be like in the dark on or or have these like outdated paradigms over. One thing I would love for you to address too is how can we optimize stories? Oh, I love this. Stories are my favorite. So this past this past week, I came up with an analogy. I said reels are like the Tinder of, you know, it's like the quick, the quick swipe. <laughs> Thank goodness I met my husband before any of that stuff came along. But you know what I mean? It's more of like the casting a wide net, instant gratification, swipe, swipe. Whereas stories are kind of like how eHarmony was, where she had to answer this really long dating profile. I and mean, it's really got to know somebody and take them behind the scenes. <laughs> 
So love that. I, yeah, I love to use stories to deepen the relationship for the people who are already following you. And That's a lot nice. of my sales come from stories. I a lot of people ask me, well, what goes on my stories? I have a anything goes on stories rule, except for you just don't want to, you know, when you open up stories with somebody and you see a million dots along the top, like that, 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 because they've posted oh, yeah. like a hundred friends. Something's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I don't want to watch that. That's too many. So a lot of stats show seven to 10 frames a day is kind of like the optimal amount that kind of people are willing, willing to watch. So seven to 10 frames is one way to optimize and then another thing is the closed captions. If you don't have the close, some people have the automatic closed caption feature. Some people don't. You can just look in your, you know, that little square smiley face man where all your stickers and GIFs and all that live. You can, if you see closed captions, you have automatic closed captions. But again, not everybody has that. You need to put a little text blurb on there because most people listen without sound and they're just going to tap right past you. And then the third thing to optimize your stories would be, so if you're just face to camera talking head, or any video, it cuts you off after a minute, right? You can't film over one minute on stories. Ah, people say, I wish I could film more than a minute. Why do you think they cut you off in a minute? (laughs) That's built in by design because stories is meant for a short form content. So there's three super simple things you can do. And then the bonus tip would just be using lots of polls. If you don't have... 10,000 followers and the swipe up feature. I'm always like, Hey, I'm, I was on Casey Rossi's podcast this week. Do you want the link to the episode? You know, I'll do a yes, no. And then anybody who answers yes, I take the time to go DM them the link. That's a great tip. I love that. I love when we can have those personal direct service moments, you know, so it doesn't just fly by. And thank you for breaking it down into those three simple tips. You kind of just um, modeled what someone could do for a reel. With yes. <laughs> so I love that. That's great. And I, again, I think sometimes with a new platform or if we're trying to do all the things and be on so many different places, it can start to feel overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if someone or one of your clients is starting to put these techniques into place when is it time for them to branch out or is it time for them to branch out and start adding other platforms? You mean like in addition to Instagram or addition to, I think because Instagram has always kind of been my baby, like I don't have TikTok at all. I just started dabbling in Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? I'm not yet. I'm just dabbling. I'm doing like a little beta test (laughs) in the month of May to see if I feel like it's worth the time. But to me, it's all about the enjoyment factor and where your people are. So in marketing, we always talk about where are your people hanging out? Who's your ICA? What are they on? And yes, that is a huge, important piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. But if you hate that platform, then you're not going to, you know what I mean? It's going to come through. It's going to come through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really been the main reason I haven't branched out into a lot of other platforms right now is because I haven't really found one that I enjoy being on. So I think it's less about when should you branch out because XYZ said this is the hottest thing and more about what doesn't suck your energy dry and how are you going to be able to show up as you the most. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's very much in alignment to to what I believe as well. It's got to feel good and get results. Is it true that Instagram skews to a younger audience? I have some data on that. I'll have to find it and post it on my feed so that when anybody comes to listen to this, they can look. It is. It's, I would say, (laughs) it's it's up to around 45-ish is, I would say, the average. But there are still people who are in the 
older generation who are on Instagram as well. However, I would say it's more of the 20 to 45 ish range. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, watching reels, thinking to check hashtags. So anytime we're military, so anytime we've moved and I need to find a new hair girl, I go to like the hashtag of my local city and mm-hmm. look for hair photos. Whereas I feel like the older generation might not think of that. They might just go there to look at pretty pictures of their grandkids or whatever. This episode is brought to you by Know Thyself and Lead, my free mini training that unlocks the top three secrets that you need to joyfully thrive. You'll learn the number one way to fuel action so that you're never stuck or procrastinating again. You'll crack the code and unveil your specific aligned purpose for more flow and ease, and you'll discover the way to propel you further faster. You can binge watch all three trainings at once or at your leisure. Either way, you'll want to sign up and dive right in. Access Know Thyself and Lead at kcrossi.com slash lead. That's kcrossi.com slash lead. Now, please enjoy the show. Yeah, I think that that's true. The younger generation knows how to utilize it as a tool. Mm-hmm, and I exactly. Think that, that is really interesting when you're curating your content or when you're utilizing hashtags, like you mentioned, as a content creator to keep that in mind. I was thinking about that because the listeners of this show are definitely health and wellness, and they are somewhere in that like 40s to 50s listening range. And so when we're thinking about where are our ideal clients and how can we reach them? That's part of where this curiosity came from as far as Instagram being a viable option for them. I love that question. Actually, I have three students I can think of off the top of my head in my Holistic Marketing Hub program, and all of them cater to empty nesters, women 50 and over. And they have so far have done well because they kind of what we've done with their language when I've helped them with their bios. And I was like, you don't need to be catering to that 20 something or whatever you, you know, because there is, to me, it's almost an even better opportunity because there are a million coaches for the 20 somethings. Whereas if you're in that market 50 and over or whatever, then, and somebody does come along your Instagram profile, I mean, it's like, oh, she's talking to me. (laughs) So that's true. You stand out a little bit more in a a, less saturated Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I like that. So if an account seems stuck or is stuck, like maybe they've been hovering around the same number of followers or there's just like lackluster engagement numbers when they're checking their metrics, what's one tip that that they can move the needle fast? So Reels is definite. I mean, it's hands down, no questions asked. One of my students this past week said, you know what I do every Monday, I fill in the stat tracker that you gave us. And she said, and if my stats are in the red, I do a reel. And then they always come back to the green. Um, Because if you think about it, there are no paid reels right now. So you can pay for Instagram stories. You can pay for posts to be put in front of more eyes. But with reels, you're only competing with organic traffic right now. And it's Instagram's newest feature. So they're just favoring the heck out of it. So it's, yeah, reels would be number one. I run a five-day reels challenge a lot of times that it's kind of like meant to like boost and up your engagement. I like that. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Do you have um, anything coming up where I could post the link in the show notes? Yeah. If you just go to mollykahill.com slash reels, then that'll put you on the wait list for the next reels challenge. And it also has like a 14 minute step-by-step you've never made one and you also get 101 reels prompts. Oh, that yeah. is gold. That yeah. is gold. 
Thank you. I'll make sure to put that in so listeners can grab it. That is incredible. What's on your docket that's like new and exciting? That's like something that you're just bursting with joy over. I do love my holistic marketing hub program is my absolute baby. And it's getting big now to where I used to know every student's personal story and I'm still kind of there, um, which is funny. You probably know, you probably remember when you first started out when your business was smaller and you know every detail about every client, but it is getting bigger now. And I am, you know, like I said, I I do have a a lot of students in the program, but now they're forming their own little communities, which is really cool. And seeing them collaborate with each other is just, oh, it lights my soul on fire. Absolutely love it. And I thought, well, if I can't go back to school to be a doctor or something of some sort, I'll marry my love of marketing and sales and teach those people how to reach more people. But yeah, yeah, that's what what an incredible ripple effect. And Mm -hmm. I was curious on, I know the chiropractor lead in when you were first actually started this business, but I was wondering too, like I too, that's really like my divine clients are really in the holistic field. And so it's so much because I have a love for those complementary modalities. And I was curious if you share that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. It's so many things in my life. It's one of those, man, I wish I had known this sooner. And this is kind of my way to help other people who not have that, man, I wish I knew this sooner and and get all of, like you said, all of those modalities out to the world. Yeah. What's your favorite alternative or complementary modality? Oh my gosh. So I, my daughter and I get adjusted. I have a four-year-old. We get adjusted by the chiropractor every week. I get acupuncture probably once a month and I actually work with a naturopathic doctor. I have her on retainer. You know, it was just that typical, um, I've always blacked out when I stand up, like totally black out. And for six years I was on steroids. Like, wow. Didn't question it. Just like, oh, the doctor said to take this and it worked. And I started working with her and she's like, you have no cortisol. It's like so low. And you know, she's just helping me balance. My skin has cleared up. I've had acne since I was 10. It's just crazy to me. The things like once you take the time to get to the root cause of things like, oh, absolutely. Everything changes. And the exciting thing is it's like, there's no turning back. And why would you want to? It's like, once that door is open, it's like a floodgate of like, holy smokes, this is a whole new world, right? It's, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can I give one last bonus tip? Do you mind? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give, uh, this was when you said, was there just one thing, if your engagement has kind of plateaued, what can you do? You need to be engaging with your target market. A lot of people, Instagram is not a one way street. And so let's say, so let's Casey, let's use you as a little example, put you on the hot seat. Who's your, who's your ICA? Who's your ideal person? Definitely like an ambitious leader, someone wanting to make a change, something, somebody that knows that there's something greater. So definitely spiritual, ambitious, holistic, helping field generally tends to be women over 40. Okay. So what you would do is you could go to hashtags where you feel like, you know, women like that might look to. So I'm trying to think for yours, maybe it could be something about around mindfulness, let's just say, or a meditation practice. I don't know, whatever you want to use there or yoga even. And you could go to these hashtags and you want to toggle over to the recent tab, not top because top posts are the people who've, whose posts have performed so well, they've made it to the top of a hashtag, which chances are they're not going to notice your comments because they're already doing really well. Yeah. So you go to the recent, <laughs> yeah, you go to the recents tab and you know pull out what speaks to you and just start interacting with them. Whether it's leaving a comment on their post, what does even better is if you can click over to their profile and if they have a story up, reply to their story. 
oh, I have a golden doodle too. Or, oh, I also used to live in Florida. I'm not saying the hey girl cold pitch DM type or like, what are your business goals? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gag. Oh, gag. <laughs> I just mean talking like a normal human being, you know, you find mm-hmm. that common that common ground. And if the person doesn't have an active story, then I like to go to their story highlights and you can reply to some of those. And that really shows you're paying attention. And that works better if you're business to business, which is what you are mostly, I'm guessing, yep. because most people have public profiles. But if you are a business to consumer, obviously, let's say you're a maternity photographer, you're not going to be like, oh, hey, I see you're pregnant on some like some woman you've never met. <laughs> exactly. Like use a little common sense. <laughs> like even though it's digital, we're still people and like pretend you're in person. Yes. What you get in person. <laughs> so what you can do there instead is obviously, you know, in this example, you'd be local. So you can go around to the local hashtags, local businesses, share some of their stuff. Like does the library in your local town do kids crafts on Saturdays, you know, share that to your stories. And then usually that local business will reshare you. And that's just kind of getting your stuff out. Or if your business to consumer and you aren't just serving a local market, you can go to a complimentary account. So if you're like a yoga instructor, you could go to Lululemon's page and go to their comment section and be talking to people in the comment section of Lululemon's posts. So that's Mm -hmm. just two little tidbits. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to get these tips. And I think, you know, even if you pick one or two and just implement them or pick a new one a day, like maybe make that a goal and kind of check your stats. You talked a little bit about keeping track of your metrics in a nutshell. How do you advise that people do that? So there is some form of measurement tool to know if what we're doing is working. So most gurus would tell you likes and comments and likes and comments. I honestly don't care that much about those things. Now, with that being said, likes, comments, and post saves are what's going to get you that those are like the signals to the algorithm of, Hey, somebody finds this post interesting. Let's you know push it out to more people. That is absolutely true. But what a lot of people don't understand is if your call to action is, Hey, I've got this checklist for 10 ways to practice mindfulness today. Here are five, which is what I would do. I wouldn't, you know, don't hide everything behind the link in your bio because then people are going to stop following you. Or here's 10 ways to practice mindfulness. A top three are in the caption for the remaining seven. Click the link in my bio. You wouldn't then on that same post want to say, what are your favorite ways to practice mindfulness? Because you don't want them typing in the comments. You want them clicking the link in your bio. Mm-hmm. So for that particular post, the metric you're going to want to look at is website clicks. That makes now, sense. Yeah. So I judge what insights or what metrics I'm looking at based on the call to action. They actually want them to take. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it's not just across the board. It, it gives us a little bit more insight, I think, to our mm-hmm. goal. What did we want the the viewer to do? And if I do need a little CPR for my account, I'll do things like if <laughs> at the time we're recording this, it's my husband and I's seven-year wedding anniversary today. And he left me That's- a... Thank you. He left me a very... um not so nicely worded note about stealing his phone charger over a year ago. And I've left it up because it's so funny and it's just so our personality. So for the post, the first photo is us on our wedding day and it says swipe for marriage advice or something like that. And it's like that sign and everybody's just like commenting, oh my gosh, this is so funny. This isn't, that's not driving traffic to my website. I don't care. Like that's not what that post was for. Mm -hmm. It was for engagement and I'm getting tons of comments. And of course I'm replying to all of them. And that, that way, say the next post I do is a sales type post where I'm trying to grow my email list or trying to 
you know, fill spots in my program, it's going to be favored because my last post was, you know, one that got a lot of engagement. In the yeah, point. that's, that's really awesome too, for sure. What kind of mix would you recommend when it comes to, I like that you talked about mixing up like the business post, the slick post, the authentic post, the casual kind of bringing in your family and showing the behind the scenes, but from the strategy side of behind the scenes of it all, what kind of mix do you recommend as far as, is it the 80, 20 rule when we're looking at strategy versus intimate warmth? I have five content pillars that I like to rotate. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't keep track of all this. If you sign up for the real stuff that I said before, all of this comes to you anyway in my welcome series. I am not that fancy to where I have different funnels for different things. You, sign up <laughs> one, you, get, you get all my cool resources. So I have a free content pillar download as well. That you will get, like I said, if you go to the reels thing, the Molly Cahill slash reels, the five content pillars I like to rotate are the first is the personal, the one we were just talking about. Second is any type of pitch or selling or really anytime it's a call to action off of the app. So you want to save any call to action off the app to be, you know, one of those five things you rotate through. So to me, even asking somebody to download a free you know, a free download or whatever, that's still that sales category. The third is your reviews, your testimonials and your social proof. Mm-hmm. So let's say I was one of your coaching clients. I know you don't do that, but you know, you, and you were to take a shot of us on a zoom together and post that that's your social proof. You're doing the thing you say you do. Yeah. Um, you know, screenshots of, oh my gosh, I tried your tips and this happened. The fourth would be, I lump together inspiring and entertaining. A lot of people don't, but to me, that kind of depends on your audience. I'm guessing your audience probably likes more of the inspiring stuff, the motivational Absolutely. quotes. Whereas I'm more of a humor gal. I'm doing more of like the funny stuff. I have a lot of Webster certified and ICPA chiropractors that serve a lot of moms. Mm-hmm. So we do a ton of mom memes because they just do oh, really well on those accounts. They're just really funny. And those, again, aren't meant to drive traffic to their website. They're just funny. And someone's like, oh, I'm going to follow my chiropractor because she always has funny mom stuff that I relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And the other thing that goes, I would call it inspiring, entertaining, viral. That's kind of all in the same. So here's a great prompt for you that you can write down. If your account needs CPR, you can say, name the last three things you bought on Amazon. No cheating. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and, watch, and watch the comments go crazy. Fun. I kind of lump that all into that category. And then the last one is to me, obviously the bread and butter is your educational stuff where you're actually mm-hmm. teaching people to do stuff that cannot be forgotten. And that is the thing that if you're going to plan out content, your educational, those last three pillars I mentioned are really the ones that can be planned out in advance, but then the personal and some of the other stuff should be sprinkled in more spur of the moment. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for making this, you know, bite-sizable, doable, fun, giving us permission to bring in our personality and just like go for it. So I really appreciate that. Final couple of questions. One, I'm really curious about how you stay balanced being a mom, being an entrepreneur. What's one of your top self-care tips? So Kate Northrup used to always say body first, or she still does body first, business second. And in my old life, I would have never have abided by that. I would have said, oh, I have a chiropractor appointment in an hour, but way behind on this deadline. I'm just going to call and cancel. Mm -hmm. I would never do that today. Mm -hmm. I trust that I have what needs to get done will get done on my letter board over here. And I trust that what needs to get done will get done. And I just surrender. That's That's my word. 
I love that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I will be sure to drop those links so people can learn more about you, grab those cool real tips and all your other goodies. And if you wanted to leave our listeners with some additional bright light wisdom, because you shared a ton, thank you for your generosity, first of all. But if you wanted to kind of send us off with a smile, what bright light wisdom would you like to share? Write down, I will strive for imperfect action and do it. You know, nobody, you, your own worst critic. And I always joke, if somebody really notices or takes the time to say, oh, look at this one thing she did, then you have like a super stalker on your hand. Nobody's really paying that much attention. You're your own worst critic. Strive for imperfect action. Well, I love it. And we are totally in alignment because my Facebook Live in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group today, the title was Taken Perfect Action. <laughs> I swear I did not know that. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, like off, off record. We already talked about all the crisscrosses and serendipity. We were meant to be in each other's path. So I'm not, a, not like surprised that we align on that bright light wisdom. So super fun. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. Thank you so much for being here, Molly. Until next time, breathe joy. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join me in the Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. Also, I've been sharing podcast reviews and Creative Transformation says, five stars, inspiring podcast. I really enjoy listening to this podcast. Each interview is full of inspiring treasures. Women entrepreneurs wear many hats and they talk about them in a real way here. Casey has exceptional talent and her podcast is delightful. These words mean more than you know. Thank you so much for sharing. And if you would like to leave a review for this podcast, head over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. That's lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.